0: morning, preaching in Jesus' name this morning, it truly is a glorious morning, today being Easter, we rejoice that Jesus rose from the grave. I was enjoying the devotional and the Sunday school hour, reflecting on the event This morning, for a message, I'm going to share something maybe that's not so typical for an Easter message. I want you to reflect with me the event of the Passover. Children of Israel had to go through the Passover in order to not be affected by death. And that pointed forward to some more things that would happen. And they continued that, that Passover, until Jesus came. And now we have communion, and we reflect on what Jesus has done, and we look forward. So this morning I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 5. As I was thinking about what to share this morning, I heard this song two weeks ago, and this is what got me thinking. Title of the song, Is He Worthy? Verse one goes like this. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? And then there's a chorus. That echoes that. We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? It is. Is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Of course, is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and to open the scroll? The lion of Judah who conquered the grave, he is David's root and the lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? He is. Verse 3 Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. And does Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those he loves? He does. Does our God intend to dwell again with us? He does. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and to open the scroll? The Lion of Judah who conquered the grave, he is David's root. And the Lamb who died a ransom to slave, from every tribe, people and tribe, every nation and tongue, he has made us a kingdom and priest to God, to reign with the Son. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? He is. Revelation, chapter 5. I'm going to read the entire chapter. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the back side sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept, much, because no man was found worthy to open, to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion, the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and on the four beasts, And of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints." And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our gods kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshiped him that lived forever and ever. Revelation is a book that speaks a lot of heaven, probably more than any other book of the Bible. Also, Revelation can be a book that is hard to understand. But there are some things that we can understand in the book of Revelation. And that's what I want to focus at on this morning. I came across a quote by D.L. Moody. Someday you will read in the paper that D.L. Moody of East Northfield is dead. Don't you believe a word of it. At that moment I shall be more alive than I am now. I shall have gone higher. That is all out of this old play tenant into the house that is immoral. A body that death cannot touch, that sin cannot taint. A body fashioned like unto his glorious body. I was born in the flesh, 1837. I was born in the spirit, in 1856. That which is born of the spirit will live forever. Do we have that anticipation to be with Christ in heaven? Do we long to fellowship with our maker? Do we long to sing praises and worship and honor Him that is worthy. We all here this morning have been born in the flesh. We have started physically from the oldest to the youngest. We've all had a start. We are born in the spirit when we accept Christ as the lamb for our sin. This is the start of our heavenly birth. This birth is very important because it will determine where we spend eternity. And we need to maintain that. We need to grow. We need that relationship with Jesus if we want to continue in that life. The victory is already won. The gift of salvation is free to all men. What will we exchange for salvation if we do not accept it? Coming back to my question, is he worthy? <coughs> Picture in your mind with me this morning, we're at a place, we're in heaven, we're in a throne room. There's this Throne sitting in the middle of the room. The time, sometime in eternity. The setting, there's a magnificent throne, there's this mysterious scroll. Around this throne are gathered many angelical beings. True, glorious, and awesome to behold. There's 24 elders wearing crowns of gold surrounding this throne. Flashes of lightning flame, frame the one seated there. Everywhere there is singing and worship and praise. Your eyes dart from one event of detail to another, soaking it up, wondering what this may represent. There is angels everywhere. Everywhere you look, there is angels the stage is set. John sees a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and to open the scroll. The search begins. No one is found in heaven or on earth or under the earth that is able to open the scroll or even to look in it Then John said I wept and wept because no one was found that was worthy to open the scroll. The angel's question is crucial. Who is worthy to open the scroll? Why is this so important to open this scroll? That is sealed. Maybe we should step back and turn with me to Daniel, Chapter Twelve, Verse Four. Daniel, Chapter Twelve, Verse Four. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Move down to verse 8. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. going back to Revelation chapter 5 verse 5 and one of the elders said unto me weep not behold the lion the tribe of Judah the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals The scroll. The scroll. Could it represent the right for Jesus to judge the earth? Jesus is the only one who could judge the earth. When we read, continue reading in here, Revelation chapter six, seven, and eight. As each seal, as, as each seal was broken on this scroll, there was a form of judgment that was brought forth. John chapter five verse 22 and 23 For the Father judges no one but has committed all judgment to the Son that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him Therefore no one has the right to take the scroll out of the Father's right hand except the Son Whom the Father hath committed all judgment to. Why was no one in heaven able to open this scroll? Not even the Father? Jesus specifically said, For the Father judges no one. Why does not the Father judge no one at this time? Unlike the flood at Noah. Because he has committed it to the Son. Why does the Father commit it to the Son? So that He can receive the honor. Just as the Father had received the honor. Jesus alone is worthy to take the scroll. Because He alone is worthy to judge the people of the earth. Who have rejected Him and His salvation. He he came to redeem the earth. And to save all those that are in it. By shedding His blood... But those that reject His blood, the salvation that He provided, therefore they will be judged, because they profane His holy name. This is so clear that only salvation can—excuse can, <clears throat> me—that only salvation can come through one who is worthy. Because in, Reve- in Romans three, verse twenty-one, we have all sinned; no man is worthy. We can only be saved through one who had not sinned and who is worthy of all praise. Suffering lamb is worthy to conquer. Two million Jewish visitors made their pilgrimage to Jerusalem each year for the peace, for the feast of the Passover. Jesus and his twelve disciples were among them. Vendors hawking their wares. Relatives reconnecting. Stories were being swamped. It was somewhat of a party. But at the center of this event, there's a lamb. It always been that way. From Isaac asking his father when Abraham was told to go offer Isaac, Isaac asked his father, Where is the lamb for the sacrifice? To Exodus from Egypt, to the book of Judges, Kings, and Prophets, the lamb has been the central focus. There's also three critical elements of the Passover meal. There were bitter herbs, there was unleavened bread, and a lamb. And these were object lessons for God's people. The bitter herbs represented the tears that the Jews shed while they were being whipped in Egypt. And later their cries in Exile. The unleavened bread could represent sin. The Jews baked leaven, pinched it off, put it in a batch represented a continuing of our sinful nature all the way back to Adam. And finally, there's the lamb, whose blood the children of Israel had to paint on their door posts. And that represented God's protection and covering, passing over so that they would not be affected by the killing of the firstborn son. Why a lamb? Why the killing of a lamb? For a week, a family had to take a fluffy little ball, bleeding, probably full of fun. It was probably a family pet. But at the end of that week, the father would take that lamb and have to Slice its throat and offer it for a sacrifice. Moving on to John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When Jesus came to John, that was John the Baptist's reply. Elias pointed to Jesus words I have come not to abolish the law but to fulfill them Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 goes on to explain as a perfect lamb without spot and blemish Jesus sacrifice death could not could do what the continuous sacrifice of innocent lambs could not do and Jesus completed that and sin now could be wiped clean by his death He came to earth the first time Jesus came to earth the first time as a lamb, meek, lowly, offered his life to the sins of man. Then it mentions there in verse five the lion, the tribe of Judah, coming back as a lion to judge the world. He came and took this scroll from the right hand of him, his father, who sat on the throne mentions the spirits, the spirit of God. The spirit is on a mission for Christ. We can have that same spirit, that Holy Spirit. Let us be empowered by that spirit. We do not work alone to build God's kingdom. We're not in this alone. In John's vision, the four creatures the 24 elders and all the angels worshiping Christ the 24 elders sing a song you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased men for God from every tribe language and people and nation the lamb is exalted he has purchased men for God have you ever stopped and think how that can even be possible how that can even work every tribe every language every people every nation what a beautiful rainbow that will be heaven will be populated with the people of all the earth And the mission of Christ will be accomplished. Let us worship Christ. Let us be part of the redeemed forces of the earth who proclaim his name. We will be victorious. The glory of heaven is Jesus. As long as the ages roll, we will never tire of singing his praise. That last song we sang right before, right after Sunday school, the last verse referred to that. We will, we will see him still bearing the marks of his suffering on our behalf. But in that day, the redeemed saints of God will sing with one united voice, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels' prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Just as Jesus was victorious over death, death could not keep him. So we can claim that power, that same power, to live above sin and be victorious. Coming back to my question. Is he worthy? Yes, he is worthy. Do you believe that? Do you believe that this morning? If the highest marker of worthiness is the sacrifice for the sins of the world, only Jesus is truly worthy. To give our allegiance to him to acknowledge Him, the Lordship, will put a claim on our life. So, we cannot think, we cannot act, we cannot speak the same way anymore. As we follow Him, we need to change. We need to take on the values of Jesus. If we claim Jesus is worthy... We better be ready for conflict. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Jesus speaking here Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. John 14, verse 9, here Jesus is talking with his disciples, Jesus saith unto him, maybe we should back up. Start at verse 5. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and I have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father. And it sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? <clears throat> Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he also do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Jesus is making it very clear that the only way to the Father is through Him. Jesus had been with the disciples, teaching them how long before this, and they were still struggling to understand this. I had to ask myself, would I have gotten it if I had been with Jesus? Would I have understood this? Jesus lays it out that the Father and Him are one. And if we would continue reading there, he talks about a comforter. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Verse fifteen. He redeemed us, he brought us out of slavery of sin, and we are adopted into his family. There's another song that I want to read that speaks very well of what Jesus has done. Walking on the road to Jerusalem, the time had come to sacrifice again. My two small sons, they walked beside me on the road. The reason they had came was to watch the Lamb. Daddy, Daddy, what we'll see there, there's so much that we don't understand. So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham. And then I said, Dear children, watch the Lamb. There will be so many in Jerusalem today. We must be sure the Lamb doesn't run Away, and I told them of uh, Moses and Father Abraham. Then I said, Dear children, watch the Lamb. When we reached the city, I knew something must be wrong. There were no joyful worshipers, no joyful worship song. I stood there with my children in the midst of angry men. Then I heard the crowd cry out, Crucify him. We tried to leave the city, but we could not get away. Forced to play in this drama a part I did not wish to play. Why, upon this day, were men condemned to die? Why were we standing here where soon they would pass by? I looked and said, Even now they come. The first one cried for mercy, the people gave him none. The second one was violent, he was arrogant and loud. I still heard his angry voice screaming at the crowd. Then someone said, There's Jesus. I could scarcely believe my eyes. A man so badly beaten, he barely looked alive. Blood pouring from his body, from the throne upon his brow. Running down the cross, falling to the ground. I watched him as he struggled. I watched him as he fell. The cross came down upon his back. The crowd began to yell. In that point, in that moment, I felt such agony. In that moment, I felt such loss, until a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed, You carry his cross. At first I tried to resist him. Then his hand reached up for his sword. So I knelt and took the cross from the Lord. I placed it on my shoulder, and I started down the street. The blood that he had been shedding was running down my cheek. They led us to Golgotha, they drove the nails deep in his feet and hands. Yet upon the cross I heard him pray, Father, forgive them. Oh, never had I seen such love in any other eyes. Into thy hands I commit my spirit, he prayed, and then he died. I stood for what seemed like years. I had lost all sense of time until I felt two tiny hands holding Tight to mine. My children stood there weeping. I heard the oldest say, "Father, please forgive us." The lamb ran away. Daddy, Daddy, what have we seen here? There's so much that we don't understand. So I took them in my arms, and we turned and faced the cross. Then I said, "Dear children, watch the lamb." and back to Revelation chapter 5. Verses 12 through 14. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth And such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb, forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down, and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Then all the way to the last chapter, Revelation 22. Verse 12 through 14. And I behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Back to my question. It is He worthy. Let's kneel for prayer. Lord, we come to You this morning. We thank You, praise You for the love that You have shed for us. And dying on the cross that we can have life in You. And that we can live above sin and that we can have hope in You. And that we can fellowship with each other and look forward to that day of being with you. Lord, I just pray a blessing on each one here this morning. Thank you for each one's commitment to you. I just pray that you would help us to follow and serve you in every every area of our life. Every, every aspect, every circumstance that we face, Lord, that we could be tried as gold and become pure and holy. And Lord, I just pray that you that your name would be honored and glorified. You are worthy of all. And Lord, I just praise you for that. Lord, just guide us through this day as we reflect on what you have done for us. Help us to not grow uh, old and accustomed to it, but Lord, help us to be renewed uh, by the, the effect that it has on our life. Go with us now. Pray this All in Jesus' name. Amen.